something to do I've never done before. After that song, if you ain't called your mama yet this morning, you better get your cell phone, step out in that parking lot and call mama. And unquite like mamas, amen. Mamas, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being here with your mamas. Um, in support of what this day honors, I'm excited about what God has given me this morning for moms. A little close to heart, so bear with me. Moms, moms, always mom. Well, the moms, will you not? Moms, always mom. Mom, don't never go away. If you want to turn in your Bibles, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, I want to read this whole passage this morning. I want to tell you something real briefly before I read it. Um, also, Miss Miss Marie coming. Um, the the flowers here in honor this morning. Um, I, I know a lot of you have, have, have lost moms and. Some, some very recently, and one of the things I'm learning nine years in is that the sting don't get a whole lot easier. Um, mom's always mom, so thank you so much for the flowers. Um, here in chapter 13, the Apostle Paul <clears throat> used a word called agape. And the word agape means a sincere love. It is a, a humble, it is a never-ending kind of love. And in the day of the translation, agape could be carried over as love, or it could be carried over as the word that we have here in the text in the King James Bible called charity. I, I, I will say I'm not, I'm not so hardcore I once was. So if, if you have a new King James, yours already says love. If you have a, a ESV or an American Standard, Revised Standard, if you have an NIV, yours already says love. If you have a King James Version, which is, this is all I read from, and you know that, but it's going to use the word charity, and the reason I want to know that is because I want you to understand it's the same word. Agape is agape. And the day when it was carried over, charity meant the same thing. Charity was a love. And the truth is, if we look at our word today, when you say the word charity, you think of things like benevolence, right? Charity, you think of giving to those that are in need, someone that is in need of something. Let me ask you, what other reason do you do those things? Just because of love. We, we give to others because we love others and we do things for love. So it's the same word. I just want to understand that, that if yours says love and I say charity, whatever it says, everything here is correct. It's not a conflict. Paul says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I'm become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and, and though I have all faith so I could remove mountains and have not charity, I'm nothing. Although I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, Believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know 
even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. I want to look at a message this morning on God gave moms some things. God, thank you so much. Thank you for moms. God, none of us would have gotten here without them. It's so much more than just bringing us, God. It's, it's everything, God. It, it is a picture of your love, a picture of your goodness. God, I pray this morning, would you bless moms, Lord, all across this country. Lord, I pray you'd be in the midst. God, I pray together with moms right now. There are moms around this world. There are moms right here in this service. There are moms everywhere that have prayed for the Holy Spirit to reach down and touch their children that are lost and on their way to hell I'm praying with them that today would be the day, God, they'd get the greatest Mother's, get Mother's Day gift of all, the day that you would reach out and touch your children to pray, and that we pray that you'd do something mighty in this place, God. Lord, I pray you'd move mountains in here this morning. I pray you'd restore some brokenness, Lord, and Lord, you'd, you'd mend some things, Father. I pray most of all your perfect will be accomplished in this place at this time. We love you, God. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know... Faith is simply believing in what we've never seen. Anybody here see Calvary? Anybody here believe in Calvary? Anybody here see the crucifixion? But you believe in the crucifixion. Faith, faith is simply the ability to believe in things that, that we've, we've never seen. Faith looks back on Calvary. Faith is, is trusting Jesus Christ for our personal Lord and Savior. But Paul says here in our text that love is greater than faith. He talks about hope. Hope is looking forward. Anybody got some hope for the future? Anybody got a promise? I've gone to prepare a place for you, and if I go, I'll come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you shall be also. Anybody got a hope? Anybody looking forward? Anybody got some loved ones on the other side you excited about seeing? We, we got some hope. We have a promise, and there's some hope there. But the apostle Paul, and he says that, that love is greater than hope. The Word of God tells, matter of fact, it's the first commandment that God gave when he gave the Ten Commandments. He gave the commandments to the children of Israel, and those things have forwarded all the way over, that thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Love, love, love. Love is the key. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy mind, all thy strength. When, when the Pharisees were trying to trick Jesus, trying to get him down, they asked him, what is the first and great commandment? And Jesus told him, love the Lord thy God. He said in Matthew twenty-two thirty-eight that the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The word that is used there is agapeo. It is the same as Kimler. It is kin to the word agape. They both come from that word phileo love, but phileo is a brotherly love. Jesus said, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself on these two commandments Hang all the law on the prophet. That means take, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. Take all of those things. Thou shalt have no graven images before thee. Take all those and hang them on these two right here. Because it's such a simple concept. If you love God, you will not break the laws of God. If you love God, you will live a life that you desire to be pleasing to God. You will get up in the morning saying, good morning, Father. Thank you for the beautiful day. Help me today. I have one goal in mind today. That's to please you. Show me what you want me to be. Help me what you want me to be. Guide me on this day. Let me meet someone today that you can use me to be a blessing to. But if we love God, then all we really want to do in this life is serve God. Anybody say amen. But the simple concept carries on. 
If I love you, I'm not going to steal from you. If I love you, I'm not going to tear you down. If I love you, I'm not going to do anything to cause hurt to you because I love you. Let me plug this one in for free while we're right here. If I love you, I won't gossip about you. If I love you, I won't talk bad about you behind your back because I love you. I would ask you how many of you talk bad behind your husband and wife's back, but I don't have to ask that because they would have found out and you're here and you're alive, so I know you didn't do it. If I love you, I'm not going to talk bad about you behind your back. I can take that a step further. If I love you, I'm not going to let anybody else talk bad about you to me. I'm not going to have it. You're not going to talk about my wife. I'll jack you up. You may whoop me, but you're going to have to. You're not going to talk about my children. They're my problem. No matter how good or how bad, it's not yours to worry about. You're not going to talk about my dad. You're not going to talk about my sisters. You're not going to talk about Faith Baptist Church. You're not going to talk about you, not to me. I'm not going to have it because I love you. And all I'm saying, if we truly love people, not only do we not talk about them, but we don't become an avenue for somebody else to talk about them. We become a defendant for them. Why? Because we love them. And that's what Jesus said on these two commandments, hang all the law, love the Lord thy God and love thy neighbor as thyself. There's not a more natural love on this planet than the love that a mother has for her children. God gave moms something special. There's a love. And and can I tell you, it's not just in humans. Human, human. I want to be careful right here. Humans probably drop the ball more than any of the rest of nature. You want to get your backside whooped, try to go catch a little baby turkey and see what that mama hen does to you. A mama hen will take on three coyotes to protect her little chicks. A a, a mama deer will try to get coyotes to chase her to get away. She wants them to chase him. If she gets caught, it's okay. Just leave my babies alone. A bird, anybody ever been out in the yard, got too close to a bird's nest, and that bird got to chasing you and run you out of there? A little bitty bird that, that you sweet and you pay money to put seed out in your backyard so it can eat. You get close to his nest, that joker becomes demonized. That's because God gives moms a love for, for their little ones. And, and we see it all throughout nature. Now, I... I Dads, I'll go ahead and plug one in for you. I know dads love us. I I do because I'm a dad. And and I know how I feel about my children. But I know when they're hurting, they run to mom. Car breaks down, daddy. Washing machine top, daddy. House needs fixing, daddy. Hot water heater, daddy. I mean, there's a whole list. But I need comfort, mom. There's just something there. I mean, I know, I know like, my, my dad, I, I know he loves us. I mean, like your dads, he, they work their whole lives. They work their fingers to the bone to give us way more than we ever needed, right? And, and they do everything they can to, to take care of us. I know that my sisters love me. I, I know that because they've taken care of me and spoiled me my whole life. This is all their fault. They, they still do. They still do. They ain't stopped. My sisters, my sisters still spoil me rotten. But there's just something about mom. 
There's just something special about the kind of love that, that, that a mom has. You know, it's evident a lot of things. I was, I was thinking, like, I remember Daddy growing up. Daddy took me to work and taught me to work. He took me hunting. He taught me how to hunt. He took me fishing. He taught me how to fish. He taught me how to do all the things that I still enjoy doing in life. He taught me, let's say it's Mother's Day. I got to be politically correct. He taught me how to process my harvest. Is that a good way of saying that? So that I can process my harvest all the way into the freezer and it becomes dinner. He, he taught me how to clean fish. You know, some, some, some moms, they're not too keen on blood. They, they see blood somewhere and they're like down for the count. They're out of it. But you let one of their children get hurt, they become a surgeon. I mean, blood has no effect, man. They're all in the midst of it. You, you know, as, as much as... I just got to be honest, as much as almost nothing bothers us in terms of nasty stuff and, and processing stuff, dressing stuff, getting things done, you let somebody throw up, you can count men out. I'm, I'm done. Thank God I lost my sense of smell, so that one don't get me anymore. I, I can't see it, can't be around it, can't hear it. But moms, moms hate nasty stuff. That's why they clean the house so much. They keep everything clean, all that, nothing nasty. But you let one of hers get sick, and she's right there beside them, cleaning it up, wiping, wiping them. I'm like, what are you doing in that room? Let them be sick. If they survive, we'll take care of it later. Call somebody to come clean that. That's nasty. Moms, moms will sleep in a bed with somebody that has a stomach flu to make sure they're okay. I'm like, what are you thinking? If you go sleep in a bed with him, do not come get back in this bed. I hate stomach bugs. Flu, COVID, it don't matter. They'll get in the bed with them. Doctors say, stay away from them so you don't get it. Mom's like, I don't care. This is my child. And they do everything they can to take care because the truth is God gave mothers something special. Billy Graham said, nothing can bring a real sense of security into the home except true love. There is no truer love that exemplifies the love of God than that that a mother has for their children. Henry Van Dyke said, Time is too slow for those who wait, too swift for those who fear, too long for those who grieve, too short for those who rejoice. But for those who love, time is an eternity. There's no other way to describe what moms have except just the love of God in them. God also gave moms wisdom. Before I get to wisdom, let me give everybody else something for free, especially you young people. Oh, it don't matter. Forget young people. It don't matter how old you are. If you still got your mom, this applies. When your mom says, would you like my advice? When, when your mom says, would you like a little piece of advice? Don't misunderstand that. That's not a question. That's just a mere formality. You're going to get it. I, I'm not sure why they word it that way, but when mom says anything about assuming that you need some advice, rest assured you're about to get it whether you want it or not. But if you have any sense at all, you'll listen. You may not let them know you're listening. You may walk off and tell them, but if you've got any sense, I'm telling you, mom learned some things. I read something, what was that this week, talking about experience. Yeah, I'll think of it in a minute, and I'll share that back with you. But I do know this. 
Mom learned some things from some hard experiences, right? And what they're trying to do is, is help you avoid some of the things that they've been through. But, but moms, moms, God, God gives them wisdom. Moms are just smart. There are no harder questions asked on the planet than the ones that children ask. That's why I don't do children's church. I'm like, how do you even come up with that? Where, where does that? There's no way I could know the answer to that. You, y'all know what I'm talking about? Come on, moms. Children think of questions like, how in the world did your mind put that together? I can't even understand the question. Much less give you an answer. But, but children, it's not just the wisdom to answer them, but it's the patience to put up with them. Children's rattle off questions, and I don't think they want the answer. They just do it to annoy you. See, moms, y'all don't think this way, but dads, we do. We hear it, and we hear it, and we hear it. And finally, we're like, glory to God, go outside. Go, go, go play in the mud puddle or something. Just stop asking questions. I mean, I'm confused, and they're not even asking me the questions. They, but, but God gave moms wisdom. They, they always seem to have an answer. I was reading some blogs, some things that people put in about Mother's Day, and this one, the, the guy's name is Saman Rahman. He's from Pakistan. Here's what he said. So I told my mom, he said, Mom, you're a fairy. My mom laughed. He said, no, I'm, I'm serious, Mom. You know everything. Mom said, my child, I just try to answer your questions as best as I can while you're young. When you grow older, you'll not need me. No, Mom, I exclaimed. I'm always going to need you. He said, I lost my mom 10 years ago, and to this day I've only known my mom to be wrong about one thing. Mom, I still need you. Boy, it don't never go away. God, God didn't just, just give wisdom. He, he didn't just give patience to, to understand them all. But God gave moms a short memory. You know, kind of like the one that, that God has. She has the ability to forget the unkind words that were spoken by the ones that she loves the most. She gave them a, a short memory. They, they have the ability to forget the hurt that was delivered by somebody that they would never hurt. God gave moms mercy, you know, kind of like the mercy that God has, the kind of mercy that forgives people even when they really don't deserve to be forgiven. Sounds like a daddy talking there, don't it? I was nice about how I said they really don't. I read in my mind they don't deserve it. But then again, neither do we. But that's the kind of mercy God has. God, God gave moms grace, kind of, Kind of like the grace that God has. You know, the kind of grace that does things for the undeserving. The, the kind of grace that, that does things for people just because they want to help people. The, the kind of grace that does things for people not looking for anything in, in return to try to help those who, who need help. Even though a lot of times, moms, I know you're going to have to say amen on it. Even though a lot of times they created their own circumstances. They're lying in their own bed. They made their own mess, but moms just keep on reaching out and helping them. Mom, moms will give of themselves for their children to have, even if they themselves don't have. That's just the kind of grace that, that God's got. There, there's a lot of things I don't understand. I, I don't understand. I can't fully understand the love of God other than just think, I mean, I mean the love of a mom other than just think about the love of God. I, I don't... I don't understand. I don't understand how God could love somebody like me so much that he would sacrifice his only begotten son 
so that I could be saved. Anybody understand that? The, the only word that applies there is, is love. I, I don't understand the unlimited power of God. I don't understand there not being anything that you can't do. Do I believe it? Absolutely, with all my heart. Know it to be true. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form, void, darkness upon the face of the deep. I believe everything from in the beginning to amen. There's not a doubt about anything in the word of God. I know that he can do all things, but that don't mean I understand it. I, I don't understand eternity. I can't comprehend without beginning and without end. I have a finite human mind. I don't have the mind of God. He said that, that he don't think like us and he don't, he, he's not like us, that, that our mind's not like his. I, I get that. There's a lot of things that I don't understand. I, I don't understand why bad things happen to good people. I, I don't understand why a lot of people go through some stuff seems to, to make no sense. I don't understand how all things work together for good for them who love God, for them who are the called according to his purpose. I just simply know it because the word of God says it. But I do understand one thing. God made moms special. Don't know particularly how. Don't know particularly why. Don't particularly care. I just know that God made moms special. There, there is no love on this earth that is closer to the love that God has for his children than what we see in a mom. God gave moms the ability to, to understand. You know, moms never stop trying. Some of us can say, thank you. Moms never stop praying. Christian moms. Let me, let me tell you, if you had a Christian mom, you need to thank God for that. You need to thank God that you had a mom that brought you up in church and taught you what matters. And if you didn't, love your mom the same. It doesn't matter. Love, 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 her, love God to know that he made a way for you to hear about God. And then you can become the avenue back to your mom. God gave moms the ability to understand. They, they, they never stopped caring. They, they never stopped trying. I already said they, they never stopped praying. But it's because they never stopped loving. Kind of like God. Catherine Calandria. She's from Wintergreen, Florida. It's another blog that I read. She said, the doctors told my husband that we'd never be able to have children, so we decided to travel the world to seek adventure. We've been to shows at the Sydney Opera House, dined at the finest cuisines in Las Vegas. We've been to the majestic fjords in Bergen, tranquil beaches in Honolulu, abandoned castles and old churches in the Scottish Isles, endless pools in the Bahamas, and races at Daytona. We were just about to book our trip to the Blue Lagoon when we learned that I was pregnant. Today, we don't travel much anymore. It turns out that parenting is the greatest adventure of all. <laughs> All moms and dads said amen. Billy Graham said that the greatest legacy that one can pass on to one's children and grandchildren is not money or other material things accumulated in one's life, but a legacy of character and of faith. My, my mom left me with a lot of good memories. My, my mom left me with, with, a, with a lot of things, a lot of lessons, a lot of things to hold on to, but... Most of all, my, my mom left all of our family with the fact of knowing that we're loved. I've told you before on, on the day I preached her funeral, 
the day after she died, I, I woke up scared that morning for the first time in my life. I knew my mom wasn't praying for me, and God said, yes, she is. She's right here in the throne room. She's praying. It's the one person that never, that never stops praying. But, but mom, by example, left a, a picture of character, a picture of faith. I, I want to read, read something that I wish I could be. I, I've, not, I've not learned how to do this, and I've had this a long time, and I'm still not any good at any of it. I found this in my, I found it in my mom's Bible. And I know it was over 20 years ago because we were standing in the kitchen and my mom and dad lived at Green Valley Road in Fairburn, Georgia. And we were standing in that kitchen, so I know it's been over 22 years ago. I'm pretty sure it was prior to 1995 because 1995 was when Robin and I joined Faith over in the other building over here. And prior to that, we went to New Hope Baptist in Fayetteville every week. We drove up there and a lot of times we'd go see mom and dad, go see her parents and things and spend the day up there on Sunday. So it may have been prior to 1995, but I know they still lived up there. So I've had this for at least 22 years. And I, we were talking about the Bible. I was reading something, looking at the passage, and I ran across this note. And I said, wow, man, that's good. And Mom said, well, keep it. So I kept it. It was good enough to be in Mom's Bible. It's good enough to be in mine. I read it from time to time, but all it does is remind me of how how bad I am. I, I want to be this. My, the note in my mom's Bible, it doesn't say where she got it, who said it, she write it. It's just, it's just her handwriting. It says a real servant makes themselves available. He pays attention to the needs of others. They do the best they can with that which they have, and they do each task with equal dedication. They're faithful. They maintain a low profile. They don't compete with other servants, and they're always willing to serve. Moms leave us with good advice. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. Now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. Jesus told us in John chapter 15, verse 11, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Even as awesome as moms are, even as amazing as moms are, even as much love as God instilled into a mom for her children, there's a love way greater than moms. And that's the love that God has for his people. All the way back to when, when Adam and Eve failed, God loved them then and he never stopped loving. So that he made a way through Calvary's cross, through Jesus Christ, that, that we could all come to know Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, that we all might be children of God. Dr. Bill Delvaux explains it like this. It's often said that love conquers all, that love is the greatest force in the universe. It's the force that gives healing in life, binds the soul together, whispers to us that all will be well. 
We can see throughout the Bible that love conquers fear, conquers evil, and sins. But the power of love comes from its source. It's not a thing in and of itself. This is the mistake that the world often makes. When love becomes the force that we honor or worship, then its power vaporizes. But if we let the radiance of love beckon us back to its source, we find the true reason as to why love conquers all. We find that there is a lover behind love, and that lover is committed to conquering all that is not love and all that is not lovely. That lover is God himself, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, whose life together is always one of mutual love. Love conquers all because God is love and God is is already one. See, love is not a natural response. Can I say amen? Love doesn't come naturally. Love is a reflection of God. We don't truly know how to love until we become a child of God and understand what the love of God feels like, what the love of God is. So, so love is actually, it's not something that exists in its own. Love is a reflection of the goodness of God. I will tell you this, if you're here this morning and you've never been saved, today can be your day. There is no such thing as a day when anybody can't be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's never a time that it goes away. It is to trust Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. It is to confess our faults for all of sin that comes short of the glory of God. We know that. It's to confess that we are sinners. And we know that, that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So it's simple. You want to be saved, it's your choice. You know, for a lot of people, the greatest Mother's Day gift you're ever going to give them is when they see the prayer that they've been praying for your entire life answered. There, there are people who are still lost and out there as prodigals and living in the world that their mom has prayed for them since the day they were born. I was one of them. I was one of them. Carried in church, taught the book, did all the Sunday school stuff, sang the cute little things, did the little poems, dressed up like sheep, did the little plays. You know what I mean? I learned it all. I learned how to act churchy. I learned how to act religious. I learned how to talk around the church. I learned how to act like I was something that inside I knew I wasn't. I learned how to be a pretender at the church. But I knew when I walked out of the church, I was just as lost as when I walked in it. So it all boils down to personal decisions. Father, I'm a sinner, and I know I'm a sinner. I know it not just by my life as evidence in the sin that I commit, but your word tells me for all of sin, I know I'm a sinner. And I'm asking you, Lord, to come into my heart and forgive me of my sins and save my soul. That's personal choice. It is to ask God to step in and save us. But moms, moms, thank, thank you. Thank you, moms, for all you do. You know, everybody, we, we all had plans and dreams when we were little, right? Anybody, anybody have some things, dreams, what you were going to be when you grew up, what you were going to do? Uh, uh, some of you women, I'm sure, probably thought of growing up being a mom, and you pictured your perfect little angel that was never going to do anything wrong and probably never even had dirty diapers and never threw up and never made a mess at the table, all these perfect little angels, but life turned out to be quite a bit different than the way it was dreamed up. You never envisioned yourself raising knothead boys like me. That, that never came into the equation. And if you want a proof of God's love, it's the fact that any of us boys are still alive and y'all didn't kill us. Because if I was a mom, this one right here wouldn't have made it. Moms, 
Cherish. Cherish your privilege to be a mom. Is that fair? Because everybody doesn't have that privilege. If, if, you're, if you're a mom, you need to thank God for that privilege, for, for that right. Because everybody doesn't have it. But, but I will say this one. If you've still got your mom, cherish your mom. I'll give you a plug-in. You know the Bible tells us to honor mother and father. You know it doesn't say if you had a good mom and dad, honor them. It doesn't say if your mom and dad took you to church or didn't take you to church, honor them. If they gave you things you want to try, it, no, it says honor thy mother and thy father that the days may be long upon this earth. So if you've still got your mom, cherish your mom. Well, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time till you won't have her. Love them while you can. I want to ask the band if you guys come on up. Where, yeah, if y'all come on up. I know y'all got a, a song. R- remember, wh- whether you still have your mom or not doesn't change. Just remember the things your mom taught you. She taught you those things because she loves you. and she, she was trying to help you and guide you. If you had a mom that took you to church and taught you the scriptures, remember the things that she taught you because all she's trying to do is reflect the love of God onto you. If you still got your mom, make sure you cherish the time left. Amen. I, I want to take, I want to take a minute because there is a, there is a multitude of things to pray about, and we all know that. I don't know. Some of you may just want to come and thank God for your mom. Whether you have her or not, you can thank God for, or whether she's still here or not. Some of you may have your mom and want to bring her and. and and thank God for your mom with her. I don't know. Some of you may be moms, and you've got a child that's out there, and you know they're out there, and you keep praying for them, and you keep calling their name. I mean, it's Mother's Day, and they're not in church with you on Mother's Day. Don't ever stop praying. You may want to come down and, and pray for your children. You may be one that, that got saved, and maybe you. everybody didn't grow up in church. I get that. And, and maybe you're one that got saved and you want to come down and pray for your mom, for your dad, for your family. I don't know. I know there's a multitude of things that you may want to pray for, and I want to take some time. If you guys go ahead and stand. These guys are going to sing a song. The altar's always open, but it certainly is now. You got anything you want to thank God for, ask God for, pray with God about, take a little time at the altar.